We live on a placid island of ignorance. I'm Arthur O'Higgins, Arctic Explorer. You've probably heard of me. In the midst of black seas of infinity. Do you feel the call to adventure? Be quite frank, sir. I... My preference is to remain in my laboratory. You're about to flee to Antarctica. You don't want to end up like your buddy on the floor over there. You're going to answer some questions. And it was not meant that we should voyage far. Oh, boy! <laughs> The 1930 Miskatonic Antarctic Expedition concluded in disgrace and tragedy. Bear witness as the Starkweather-Moore Expedition sheds light on the unsound minds of the past and the terror that awaits at the cold wastes in Chaosium's epic campaign. Guys, we just murdered someone. They could be working for Lexington. Quite frankly, this is all quite exciting. It's like a Christie novel. Welcome to Beyond the Mountains of Madness. It was pretty uneventful. Uh, yeah, there was a big fire. Uh, oh, shit. I, did I and... actually miss something? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was a big fire. Everybody worked together to save save the boat. And then we saw the... Uh, the At the very end, we, uh, we witnessed competition leave port. Like, uh, That's uh, not good. The other, other, other expedition set sail before us. Yes. Yeah, there was a big. Some somebody paid a, a some seemingly just a you know a low life to set the set the warehouse on fire next to our. But we managed to, uh, I think, uh, save save the boat. As 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 the warehouse is going up in flames, we're witnessing the other expedition depart. But the the guy did also say, drunken guy. His name is Polk, Jerry Polk. Uh, that was the uh, the Patsy. was also paid to attack, or to to burn down um, Acacia's stuff too. Just got to us first. I think the police came asking about. Did we go to the police? I don't remember which way was it. Um, the other big thing was the funeral. The funeral event. Yeah. I got a bunch of nerd stuff written down about rocks and <laughs> nerd stuff. Yeah, the big other event was uh, was uh, Arthur and Evelyn visiting the uh, funeral with on kind of a road trip with Starkweather. Um, they went to the funeral of Commander Douglas, met Douglas's brother Philip, and got just some bits and bobs sort of character background of what Douglas was like and his state of mind, and had some questions for the investigators. Nothing crazy, and there was some police interaction in that time between Arthur and uh, the local detective, Hanson. And I think uh, the big thing, it seemed like it, we were heading in a direction and then the fire happened. Um, there was a moment with Tony where uh, Tony was getting really interested in trying to track down any German ships in the area. Right, yes. and there were two of those. Wait, were right. they still there? Wait, hang on. One had left. Crown Prince left on the 6th. The Arminius 
still in and was sailing on the 14th. Yep. We can get right into it here on the docks. So you've just watched as Starkweather turned his head and looked out into the distance and saw a ship and recognized it as the Tallahassee, Lexington's ship. He turned to you all. Hulk is lying on the ground from a gunshot wound uh, delivered by Evelyn. Uh, You all are standing over his body. We are minutes, barely, after you've apprehended Polk. The fire, although on the screen, um, it is dying down. Things are getting a little calmer. Treatment is happening on the rail. The boat has actually started to push away from the dock to keep it safe uh, with the help of Edwin... Daisy, a bunch of crew, uh, and some of Arthur previously. So things are moving forward, but on the docks right now, Hubert, I had you helping out with uh, some first aid with Dr. Green. So you were you were on the docks. Eugene, you're on the dock. Evelyn is Arthur, Tony. Uh, some of you are standing over the body of Polk, who has, yes, just let you know that he was... Uh, he was hired to burn this place, and he doesn't know too much more. Except for there was a meeting point. Yes, he, money. he said he was supposed to meet under a bridge in Central Park to collect the second half of the money. When? Um, he'll tell you, uh, it was tomorrow. I was supposed to burn tonight. The winter, money the tomorrow. Are we leaving? Tomorrow. Yeah. Do we have to, but I, do we have time to do that before the ship leaves? Starkweather will turn to you and say, uh, uh, "We're not leaving tomorrow. Leaving now? <laughs> not anymore. I don't have we mean, diesel oh. supplies damaged. Several plane parts that were the last things to be put into the ship. This." He he looks like he, he's staring at Polk, and there's a fury in his face. He, he looks like he's cons- he's considering what to do with this man. This yeah, so event. I'm going to look at Polk too, and I'm going to say what bridge, and I want to get specifics about the time. Yeah, he'll tell you uh, roughly the bridge that he was told to meet at in his slurred state. That uh, he was told to meet there at. 3 p.m. tomorrow. So that's 3 p.m. on the night. And uh, in Central Park, center of Central Park. And he just keeps saying, I was just supposed to burn the building. I didn't mean for anybody to get hurt. Well, people got hurt. Um, Can I... How... Big is this guy? What kind of clothes does he wear? We're gonna try to get somebody to um, pretend they're him. Yeah, he—he's uh, a pretty small guy, actually. He looks like he'd be strong if he wasn't shot and drunk. Um, he's prone on the ground, and you guys are standing over him. He's wearing uh, technically a suit, but it's patched up, ratty. Looks like fibers falling out all over the place. Should be pretty pretty cheap to get a cheap suit. Can I borrow that? And I start taking his shirt, his suit off. 
Starkweather looks at you and says, uh, What are you doing, man? I'm gonna borrow this suit and we're gonna go collect his money. Not to collect his money, for we can follow the trail of money. Oh, excellent. And then he is looking through the pockets of Polk for anything else. You had found his ID to confirm his identity, his wallet. Absolutely no cash in it, but there is an ID. Starkweather's not really finding anything else. And uh, he's going to say, watch this man. Don't let him leave. I'm going to go summon the police. Well done, everyone. Truly. Are any of you injured? Should I send Dr. Green over? He's really looking at you, Arthur, and Tony. I'm not injured. Other than maybe some uh, irritated lungs, you both should be pretty good. So he's he's gonna head on out. Maybe go the short way, actually, and we deal with that. Is anybody in our party about the size of this guy? I know I'm not. Um, Tony is probably the best, most compared person. Hey, Evelyn's Tony, actually surprisingly tall. Yeah, 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 I'm right here. Sorry, I was uh, looking at some old photographs. My You're bad. good. You want I'm to sorry. be a decoy tomorrow? Wear this guy's suit. I'll be nearby. Uh, so, sorry about that. Uh, please, Arthur, tell me again. What, what do you need from me? Well, we know where this guy is going to meet his handler and pick up his money. So, we need somebody to pretend they're him to go get the money for we can trace the money back. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. We have... Um, uh, so, we have already interrogated this... Uh, Guy, yeah, right? right. But you're the but, only one that's his size, so you're the only one that can make that can pass as him. Well, I guess that I could use uh, his clothes. And yep, uh, there they are. I just took them off him. All right, <laughs> then let's get down to it. Oh, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. Sorry. Yep. Just seeing if you're a willing participant. Yes, uh, yes, yes. I'm totally. Yeah, we got a plan. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, is there anything anybody else is going to do with the scene here as uh, the police come, things get cleaned up, fireboats are arriving, injured are coming to shore? But in the moment of the crime here, is anything happening? You uh, need probably be helping out with the first aid. Excellent believe i'm still on the boat you are you're you and daisy are kind of floating you're not actually going very far the uh if you ask anybody you'll kind of get the sense that the plan is to head to one of the piers that's just a couple piers away that they know is vacant but great so after a little bit of time and things quieting down on at the warehouse uh, several authorities will show up, but eventually uh, Hansen will be the one to approach with a couple of his deputies. So Hansen is approaching you, um, the, the detective that you've gotten to know. He's with several deputies that are securing the scene, opening up some of these doors, trying to assess the in- indoor and what's required, if they can actually send anybody in or if it's unstable. 
At this point, they don't think anybody's at risk outside the building. The building doesn't look to be at risk of collapse, so you can hang around for now. But it's not a pleasant place to be with smoke and stuff still hanging low in the area. Hansen will approach and say, uh, what the hell's going on here? Anybody have any information? Caught this man with gasoline in his hands and running from the scene. He, uh, takes a look at Polk, who is still injured, and calls over some deputies to uh, tend to his wound as best they can and handcuff him. You saw... How'd he get shot? Oh, no. <laughs> Evelyn would probably speak up and say that she shot him as after she, he was heading, running towards her, um, gasoline in hand. Hansen I heard will, a shot, but I didn't see anybody. <laughs> Anson will uh, write all that down and ask Evelyn to come with him as he's going to take a statement from her. Are you aware of any... Uh, was there anybody else? Do you think this is the only guy? And he kind of nudges the guy with his foot and says, Hey, are you the only one? Polk isn't really talking. Do you guys see anybody I else? I highly doubt it. We didn't see anybody, but I highly doubt he was the only one. All right. All right, we're going to lock this place down. Um, if you need to... If you want to come with me and let's get away from the warehouse. There's no reason to hang in the smoke here. But my officers will take care of this scene. Let's get the wounded to safety. Uh, and that is how that will go. Evelyn is going to be taken in for questioning. And uh, Hulk is going to be taken away. They're over the... Uh, taking a look at the warehouse, they will find that there was one casualty only, which is really due to the bravery of all of you. There was one stevedore, nobody on the expedition crew, who was probably there with the uh, initial burning, and he actually got, not, got knocked out by Polk, he tells people, uh, and that that's why he was more or less unconscious when the fire started. Or that's what people will tell uh, about him. That they saw him get smacked in the head and uh, succumb to the fire. But we can switch over to this, our landing page. The fire happened and you guys saved things. You're now getting close to 11 p.m. Are there any other plans for the night. I would think most people would like a good rest of the ship. Yes, after all the excitement, I guess trying to get a, some sleep would be good for me. Sounds good. Yep. Alright. Excellent. For now, the ship is going to be located at dock 66, which is a, a couple blocks south of the other dock. You were at 74. It's a short walk. You can make it over and find somewhat of a nice night of sleep. The there's a bit of a, a hushed tone over the, the everybody. It's a, one of the first direct threats that a lot of these people have felt. 
where you all have been chasing down warehouses and people and letter deliverers in the street. Um, this is a this comes to a great surprise, and there's a lot of guilt in the air for the many people that were out partying in their last night in New York, but weren't there to help out with the actual ship. We can move us ourselves forward to the ninth. Uh, and uh, unless somebody stops me, we'll pick things up at uh, 8 a.m. in the morning as the everybody meets for mess time. In the morning, Captain Vredenberg, Turlow, and Starkweather are ready to uh, speak to everybody. Most of the crew is huddled in here. It's actually quite too full for everybody to take seats there's people sitting around the the doors, hanging kind of halfway in and out of their rooms, people in doorways always, all trying to listen in. You think most of the crew of the Gabrielle is here and Starkweather addresses everybody and says thank you all for your valiant effort those that were here last night you saved lives you may have saved this expedition Although there were losses in equipment and diesel, it is extremely fortunate that there was not a greater loss of life. And to that, I especially thank Arthur O'Higgins, Hubert, Eugene, Evelyn, and uh, any others that helped on the boat that I haven't, I wasn't there with. It's really amazing work you all did. We lost, the, the largest loss was in plane parts. The Enderbees replacement turbines and wings were all damaged. We're gonna, I will move heaven and earth to get them here. I believe it's going to take two days. It looks like our departure date, barring a miracle, will be the 11th. Some of you may have heard that the Tallahassee Lexington's expedition left last night. I'm sure that brings a lot of emotion and frustration to everyone. Just know that more preparation in the face of the danger we've experienced, it will only do us better. Stay safe, stay near the boat, and please contact us if you need anything. conclude his speech as breakfast is served. People will throughout the morning come up to really all of you in some way and thank you for protecting the ship. Most notably at uh, some point you will see a young man uh You've met him before. His name is Halprin. He will approach uh, Eugene, Evelyn, if she were here, and uh, Arthur, and say, Thank you all for what you did last night. I wouldn't be here, I don't think, if it weren't for you all. 
just part of a day's work. Eugene just kind of blush and kind of nod. It's not something I'm going to forget. I just want you all to know when I will take every flight as seriously as as you all took my rescue last night. I could not be more thankful. I'll uh, find his seat. What is everybody's plan for the morning? So we've got Arthur and Tony that are interested in doing a Central Park mission of sorts, a stakeout possibly. Or no, you're planning to actually go in person pretend to be the man. Oh, yeah. Yes. And it would help if we can get another pair of eyes, probably. Somebody else wants to join I'm us. I'm happy to help if you need help. That would be great. Like maybe it might be useful to have a doctor along. Anyway. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. It seems You're like in no danger up... there, Tony. <laughs> uh, am, I, am I in danger? <laughs> Uh, no uh, danger uh, at all. People, people around us end up in danger. Yeah, like, we should. Like uh... Cavities appear in their chests and things like that. It's it's mysterious. <laughs> well, if I am discovered, uh, we should try to cover all possible exits. But Central Park, it's it's a big place. Yes, it is. Yeah, we definitely want to scope out the scene before. The meeting time. So Eugene had um, Eugene had put in um, with the librarian about getting all of the papers that referenced that that were basically published after the last expedition that referenced any research that was conducted during that expedition. Yes. So he would go back and check that out. That was his plan for the day. Understood. Also has no. Well, I guess he probably has some now knowledge of the Hulk and the the assailant. But yeah. It would be. Uh, it's it's a people. The rumor of what happened is starting to circulate around the ship. You uh, you would already have some knowledge of it. Hubert, uh, if you have something in mind for the day. That is great. I also can. If you want to roll uh, an intelligence, I yes, can possibly. I will, uh, because I was not here last week, I don't really know what I should be doing, so I will roll an intelligence. Give me one second. <laughs> no, absolutely. No worries. Yeah. That goes for anybody that feels like nice. There we go. Um. Anybody that needs a little help with these last two days with this wrench in the plans. Um, can you roll me a D4, please? Sure. Interesting. Um, you... Comes to mind is you know a lot about your expedition. You know a lot about the Lexington expedition. It's, there's an interesting thing that keeps floating around. There's talk of a German expedition, the Barsmeyer Falcon Falker expedition, mm. which has been mentioned, but 
absolutely no one knows anything about. It isn't really hitting your news in the same way. It might be something that can be looked into, whether that's exploring German, like actually trying to find a German newspaper in New York, whether that's tracking down those German ships or German ship singular um, that was discovered in the harbor recently. Uh, I, I will actually start by trying to find a German newspaper because I do speak a little German. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Me too. Very nice. Cool. Um, but what is the... Yeah. What, what sort of preparation or planning, Arthur, Edwin, Tony, are you planning to do for your Central Park mission? Yeah. Uh, Hubert, he was um, following that line of bit of uh, thought. Uh, last night before the before the fire, um, I think it was seven. Yeah, Evelyn and I uh, went to the port administration and found one German vessel that had been uh, moored uh, on the last few weeks and it's supposed to depart in the next few days. And uh, we, we were kind of inclined of going there to see if we could find some information of this. Uh, I mean, to see if we could find any relation with the German people that were, uh, you know, attacking uh, uh, Captain Douglas and, you know, the encounter at the warehouse, remember? So, but after that, what happened is that uh, we had the fire and then, and then now we are here. So now I think we have more information and we know that it, it could be great to know who is the people that are, is actually paying and trying to uh, to get rid of us. But yes, it is also a good idea to uh, go to that special vessel and see if you can identify, because you were one of the people that was the that was at yes, the Yes, I was. Yeah, if you so can I, identify, I, yeah, anyone. Yes, I, I shall do that. So if you speak German, that would be great. But I guess you should take. You know, maybe somebody else with you, or at least then Evelyn or Daisy. You know, I guess. Uh, yes, uh, if either of them wish to wish to come along, I shall. Uh, I think I would probably take. I don't know Evelyn's character sheet, but she seems more likely to. I mean, if I guess it all depends on her what she wants to do. You've convinced her to go on some some things, some pretty harebrained events already, so. I think yeah. uh, she'd follow along. Yeah, assuming she's not still um, tied up with the police, I'm assuming they wouldn't have kept her overnight. No, yeah, they would have. Uh, they would have questioned her last night and not had too much to say. Right now, she's not really a figure in New York that you want to hold overnight. Definitely not. Right. Excellent. Uh, so the are our Central Park three uh, heading to the location where you guys have some prep you need to do beforehand. I don't have any. Well, we're gonna dress Tony up in the in the same yeah. suit. <clears throat> I give him a hat of some sort. That I don't. I am going to give my camera to um, to Doctor uh, Edwin, and I'm going to show him how to how to take pictures. He should try and see if he can at least get a picture of the person that is supposed to meet us. 
Sure. Uh, I'll take uh, I'll take my doctor's bag with me as well. Excellent. So, yeah. So how I, I, is there like a it's a bridge? It's like a and with a bridge over a water? Or is it a bridge under a walkway? A land walkway? Uh, it's over a land walkway. So you're and you're told... wants to meet under the bridge. Yes. Okay. That is exactly well, right. I just oh, want my... to say that if I take both of my hands to my uh, to my cap to my hat, uh, that's mean that means I need backup. That means I well, my thought is that we're gonna we're gonna corner him under the bridge. We'll just walk up to him when he walks up to you. We'll just walk up under, under the bridge. Right. Or we can okay. follow him. Or the other thing is to follow him. See where he yeah. goes. I don't know. What do you think? Should we ambush him? Or Maybe we should just follow him. him. We should. We should follow. Well, him. Let, let's, let's, to... let's let's let. How about we go and we stay? Go and look at what this place looks like. Well before the actual. Yeah, you do have a lot of time. It wasn't until three p.m. Yeah. yeah. So let's like scope out the situation. Is there like only one way in, one way out, or is it like? somehow really difficult to potentially plan around right. the guy. I don't know. But let's let's go and if we know where it's gonna happen, let's go early in the morning so we'll have a we all have the lay of the land and we can plan. Okay, and none of this none of these things we are informing to the police, right? That's correct. Alright. Alright, yeah. Excellent. The three of you can make your way on over to Central Park. Let me grant the three of you characters. Tony, you can be nice and dressed up in the jacket and hat. Got it. So you were told to go to the Grey Wake, uh, the Grey Wake Arch, which you have plenty of time to find, or you could ask absolutely anybody. Um, one of the oldest bridges in Central Park. It's been around already by the time you guys are there for 70 years. It's uh, quite a nice bridge, geometric pattern, railing. It hangs quite wide and doesn't really get much in the way of sunlight underneath it. It's a very shadowed, dark space. It is probably, as the crow flies, a block and a half to the street. It's very close to the edge. Uh, but you'd have to jump some benches, a railing, and then climb up a little hill to get to the street. If you're interested in the pathways, it's uh, there's a long path leading into it, and then it kind of forks in two directions leading out of it. There's some benches under the bridge where presumably shadowed meetings could take place. Well, I guess that... Uh... Doctor, Doctor Edwin, you have also a military background as well as I do. What do you sure. think about the situation? I mean, I will try to see with Doctor Finas as the best area, you know, to to set up an ambush. Also with, of course, Arthur. I mean, meaning that might we roll an intelligence or I don't know. We want to set an ambush, or do we want to follow him? Oh, I can... well, yeah. I mean. What will be the angle then? We are going to follow them. I, I think that we should, yeah, get a beat on him, and then if he if he doesn't recognize, he walks all the way up to you. Then it's just better. I would finally follow him. Yeah, but how, hopefully how he just are... makes the exchange and he doesn't notice anything, 
and then we follow him. So do you think he's not going to recognize me? I don't know. You keep your collars up and your head. Don't make it. Don't talk. Just run. Go. Yeah, don't say anything. <laughs> okay, you know that I have an accent. <laughs> That's why you don't say anything. Go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, drunk, so maybe, maybe, maybe have you can have a bottle as a as a prop. Okay. Yeah. Smell a little bit of whiskey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> liquor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Got it. Uh, presumably, so let's see. There's there's only probably under the bridge. There's probably only two ways in, like. From both both sides, how how wide? Sorry, how wide was the bridge? How uh, much room is there under the bridge? It's probably about ten feet wide. Uh, okay, so not nothing. And like, how long is the bridge? Like, how how much space is there under the bridge? Uh, it's it's probably about a ten foot ten foot square under the bridge. It's kind of a tight quarters, okay. so. low hanging ceiling. From the floor to where you would walk over the bridge is probably 15 feet, so you wouldn't want to jump off of it. What was it called? The, the gray, gray Shot? Gray, gray Walk. Gray, gray Wake. Gray Wake. Oh, here we go. I found, found a... And uh, Central Park... Uh, is relatively busy on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Oh, that looks quite conveniently that you know you could be sitting under the bridge like that person is there in the image. Oh yeah, definitely. No lighting. Yeah, yeah. It. One of us can sit on the far benches, and one of us can sit on the near benches. So we have one of me and the doctor on the opposite sides. No matter which right. way he goes, we'll walk. We'll follow. And we're also right there in case you run into trouble. You can run quickly to there... the bridge. Is there actually at this time, like, uh, kind of park cleaners that push around carts that have, like, uh, you know, trash bins or things like that? There are park cleaners, yeah. What they'd probably, be pushing around probably, is a question. Uh, pay, pay somebody some money to basically borrow their clothes and their cart for a moment and kind of pretend to be a park cleaner. Sure, if you want to. Absolutely. You can approach yeah. a... The cleaner. How much are you interested in paying? Uh, I mean, as a cleaner, I'm assuming it doesn't require that much money. I mean, my credit rating is 65, so I should probably be able to swing it pretty easily. Easy. I'm not expecting to, I don't expect to need a lot of money on the trip. <laughs> no, no, not too too concerned about, you know, using up a little bit of, a little bit of cash. Plus, I'm sure uh, this is just a business expense that I can uh, expense with the company. Oh, for sure. Uh, um, so, I don't know what the right right amount would be, but I I can roll an intelligence if you want. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Sixty five credit rating. You you can hand him. He'll push you on five dollars. He'd rather have ten dollars. He says, "I'll be back in an hour." But the nice thing about having a, having a bin is that I can also put my uh, my bag in the bin and hide hide the stuff in there. Hello. True. All right. I'll pretend to be a cleaner on one side, and I like it. So Tony's going under the bridge. We've got cleaner Thorn, kind of hanging out on one side, and uh, Arthur. Where are you going to hang out? 
I'm gonna hang out on the yeah, I'm gonna hang out on the other side and um, I'll just look inconspicuous. I'll just be sitting on a bench. Sure. Like I just took it, just walked a lot and kind of staring off into space, not staring at the under the bridge at all, but kind of uh, keeping on the, bring, got an eye on it out of the corner of my eye. A newspaper, of course. <laughs> newspaper and a pipe. Yeah. In fact, you know what? I think I'm going to hire a prostitute to sit next to me and look normal, like we're a couple. <laughs> That's feasible. I don't want anything from you. Just, just look normal, not like a prostitute. Look normal and look, normal. Make it look like we're a couple. Yep. Okay. All right. I'll buy her As... normal clothes. If she all she has is streetwalker clothes. She, uh, she, she'll take the, she'll take the clothes. Why not? Um, cool. The sting and and uh, so the meeting is supposed to take place at three. When is the, when does this setup occur? You setting up an hour beforehand or five hours beforehand? Oh, I, um, I would. I'll, I'll walk over there like we're a couple holding hands and in love and stuff. Uh, I'd say about thirty minutes before. Understood. I'll, prob- I'll probably start milling around the area. The other side, probably about the same time. The cart. Yeah, and I will arrive only ten. 10 minutes, 15, 10 yeah. minutes before they... Yeah, I kind of, you know, I, I'll, I'll case whatever the red light district is to make sure I look, try to find a normal-looking prostitute, not a prostitute-looking prostitute. <laughs> sure. A normal-looking person, as close as possible. Yes. Can you roll me a luck roll on that? All right. Luck. Hit it. Hard success. Yeah. Extra good. Extra, extra normal good. looking girl. Yeah. <laughs> She's extra normal looking. Probably mid twenties. Looks uh, really very confused with your request, but happy to go oh, along. Oh, don't worry about it. I'm 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 a, I'm a spy. Just need to cover. Don't worry about it. Spy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I'm I'm a spy too, actually. Oh, that's cool. What's your name? Uh, Sarah. Trixie. Sarah, that's a good name. Okay, Sarah, you can call me uh, Robert. Okay, you can call me Jennifer. Got it. Oh, Sarah's your real name? Oh, wow, you should have a street name. <laughs> oh, go by Trixie on the street. You know, you don't want to use your real name on the street. Trixie. <laughs> all right. All right, Jennifer. So you are, you're all setting up, and uh, let's go over... Um, see what uh, Hubert... Well, I'll, I'll wait, because I think Evelyn might be able to join us, Hubert, so I'm gonna actually hold off. Sounds Eugene, good. you are uh, heading over to the library. Get your your collection of documents. So, uh, the woman that's been helping you, you can find her in the historical section that you've been returning to, your whole expedition's been returning to, and she says, oh, Ted, Dr. Akeley, this... I'm glad to see you. We we have everything set up for you, I think. Oh, oh thank you so much. I, I, I truly appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, if you would just show me to, to the to the documents, I'd, I'd like to have a look. So, see what I can see. 
what I have for you, um, and I've gotten permission. Um, we we actually did hear that you are from Salem. That we uh, we think this would be an excellent partnership with us. We're willing to part with a series of um, high resolution copies that we've made of, of these documents and some of these pictures we've actually managed to find so we can send these with you uh, we would just love if you would provide us credit in any final publications or your research that you do that makes it out into the world uh, absolutely absolutely uh, that that would that would be wonderful and, and I, I would be happy to to um, credit the, this fine institution with uh, uh, my my extreme thanks for for um, assisting in the research. Excellent. She uh, walks into the room, and you see about three bins, three uh, boxes worth of documents. She'll let you know that for, for she has gotten a collection of pictures that uh, have been collected from other expeditions. But also, she'll let you know, following the Miskatonic expedition, much of the researchers, as well as the university as a whole, shied away from Antarctic publications, anything dealing with the polar south. It's clear to us and to the research community, I think, that it was a it is an embarrassment and a difficulty for the university that they weren't eager to publish. What we do have is a large amount of collections from other universities that have referenced their work, as you asked us to look for. There is probably the largest quantity of work from a university in Australia that has done, prior to the Miskatonic expedition, incredible work on trying to catalog any of geological similarities that they believe have been discovered between Australia, especially some of the southern parts, and Antarctica. Some of this work is really leading reference material for continental drift research, which seems to be the bulk of topic discussion. While Lake's discoveries were inherently biological, it, and I guess geological, um, the, the bulk of the research onto the biology has been uh, not fulfilled as his specimens and his research have not been released to the public. And I'm not even sure that they've been released to the biological community as a whole. So what I have for you is a series of papers that are primarily from this Australian research publication based out of a university in Adelaide uh, that covers some of their historical current understanding and current understandings of geological relationship between the two continents. There's a series of pictures from the Shackleton expedition uh, that cover some of the fossil samples, some of the images of borings that have happened. There's also a series of publications from, of all things, the uh, anthropology department at Miskatonic, 
that doesn't seem to have had the same embargo, but they're referencing make kind of it's a lot of research that muses on the uh, peopled history of the Antarctic. If you ask almost any country that's in the big heroic age uh, race that's that's kind of concluding now in 1933. It's unclear who discovered Antarctica, and it's actually thought, as long as you don't ask a royal family or something, that it was likely fishermen in the area, uh, whalers, who knows, that lived in that general Australian or some of those southern islands, um, Tasmania, some places in South America that may have traveled there, visited Antarctica, and brought back interesting fossils, rocks descriptions that may not have seemed relevant to the scientific community as a whole but after some of the research of the Miskatonic expedition it's become all the more relevant so she's pulled a bunch of those historical accounts for you as well I um I also heard uh, that your ship experienced um, a fire last night are you okay um, luckily, the ship itself did not, um, and um, almost everybody was fine. I, I myself um, am perhaps a little the worse for wear in the um, uh, <laughs> the breathing department. But but other than that, um, but but other than that, just fine. Thank you for asking. Of course, is this does this mean you're you're not leaving today? Is as I as I understood, it would seem that we are not, um, and so uh, we we will be um, departing as soon as possible, and and um, every um, every effort is being made to replace the goods that were lost yesterday um, as quickly as possible, and so I cannot really speak to when we will be leaving, um, uh, but. Um, Suffice to say, it will not be uh, today. I understand. It, 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 well, if there's anything before you leave that you think I could supplement, or that we, we might be able to contact, I mean, maybe Fordham, maybe NYU, um, there might be some other departments, but if there's just anything else you can think of over the next uh, day or however long you're here, we're happy to support. There was a question of, um, uh, when I was here last of a, of a Professor Chambers, um, and, and the name was was somewhat familiar, perhaps involved in paleontology, um, but I can't quite quite place him. Um, if, if if you have any information on a Professor Chambers involved in some of this research um, that you could pass along to me, so that maybe I can make contact. Um, that that would be most helpful, considering that we have some additional time. You know, that's interesting. That name, when you mentioned it, I, just now, I'm... And she asks you to hold on as she's picking through some of the documents that she's prepared for you. Um, and found that... Uh, found a, a series of articles. She says... Um, Yes, Chambers, he's done a lot of uh, geological research on continents, um, ocean rise, 
acidification. He also has a series on glaciology. He, uh, he's located in that Australian university that I had prepared a series of papers for you from. Ah, wonderful. That was Adelaide University, correct? Um, the university is in Adelaide. Um, it's actually called the South Australian School of Mines and Industries. Ah, thank you so much. Okay, um, that's, that's so very helpful. Um, and he is, uh, it is his geology department, he's in. I think at this time, uh, I really can't, I really do truly appreciate the, um, uh, all of the effort that you've gone to, um, these, these documents will certainly tide me over on my long journey to, um, uh, Antarctica. And, um, will, will, I believe, prepare me for, um, making the best use of, of our time on the ice, um, to, um, to be able to credit this fine library, uh, library in some of some of my publications going forward. Um, so thank you so much. I, I don't think there's anything else at this time, but I do really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. I, we couldn't help more. I mean, just uh, stay safe, please. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Well, uh, I beg pardon. Uh, what's your name? Rosalind? Rosalind. Last name Rosalind. I, I would like to make sure that um, Rosalind you... Dexter. Dexter. Thank you so much, um, Dexter. I will be uh, sure to to have a special thanks to you um, in uh, anything that uh, should be published as a result of uh, these efforts. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, Hubert, uh, why don't we get get moving at least with what you're thinking of uh, first attack, first line of attack on some of the questions you have. These Germans. Yeah, so my first order of business would probably be to, like, find a German newspaper and, like, just try to see any information I could glean from that yep. uh, before I go and start questioning people. Makes sense. You, uh, the actually, uh, it's, it might be a more difficult thing to find than you'd expect. It is feasible that uh, if you seek a like a independent newspaper, German newspaper in the city via phone book, that is reasonable. It's possible the library keeps German papers, although they wouldn't have them to the day they might have you know papers spanning every couple weeks or something in the last couple months uh i think i would uh first try to find something in the phone book either an independent newspaper or maybe like uh would, would it be possible that like a major german newspaper would distribute in new york uh, there's German communities that, uh, small pockets of German communities still in New York. Uh, things, you know, like you might be able to go to a import shops or foreign goods stores that that might have what you're looking for. Yeah, I think that's what I'll try to do. With, 
Yeah, that might be a, a location that would have distribution all the way out yeah. here. Excellent. Uh, can you roll me a d4 on this phone book? Okay, interesting. The first thing that comes to mind, there is a, it is literally titled a, uh, a import shop that is in okay. a, a, a multicultured part of the city. You don't know, it doesn't say what, where the goods are imported to, but it might be a, a good line of investigation. Okay, that is where I will go. Wonderful. Uh, Central Park crew. And and I'll just plan that Evelyn's coming with you for this. So if you need her, uh, not that you need her wealth, but... Uh, instead of a her. prostitute? <laughs> right. Much much higher quality companion. Yes. Than, uh, yeah, because she was along that I would pretend that she'd be my... Ever. My foil. Psychologist and explorer are always good foils, I think. So, Central Park crew. Um, first uh, 30 minutes or so, things are quiet. It's a, actually a surprisingly busy day, unsurprisingly busy day in New York. The uh, bridge that you're under doesn't experience a lot of traffic under the bridge, but over the bridge. At a certain point, Tony, you're sitting there in your jacket and hat. It smells very strongly of alcohol and unwashed body. It's not really a pleasant suit to be in or jacket to be in, but you're in it. Can uh, Across the way, there's a another bench directly across from you on the other side of this little cavernous space. Um, a man is going to approach one of many men that's walking past. This man is wearing a hat, long coat that is long enough that it almost touches the ground, and he is going to approach and try to sit directly across from you in the other bench. I'll light a cigarette and keep the cigarette and the smoke always in front of me. Absolutely. He's sitting there. He has a briefcase that he hasn't opened. And uh, after a couple minutes, anything in particular you are doing? Just just smoking? Did he walk by? Yes. One of us? He would have walked by uh, cleaning staff first. So, Dr. Thorne. Dr. I notice anything special, like any like, like things that I'm looking for is do I do I notice guns on anybody, or sure. do I notice somebody who's very kind of anxious or nervous and like looking around? Um. Yeah. Make a spot hidden. All right. That is. You um, 
I mean, you see. As far the, as I the, think, I'm I'm very eagle-eyed. Yes. As I'm, I'm, I know. Yeah, you're watching you wanna... certain people. Um, whether they're the right people, unclear. But this man that walks past and sits down, you don't see a gun readily apparent. There's no gun that, that you can see. And he doesn't look shifty. That much is pretty clear to all three of you that would see him at different points. He looks pretty confident going, sitting. He's sitting there with a the briefcase in the dark, across from you. After sometimes smoking, Tony, he's going to approach and uh, sort of lean on the wall next to you, not sit with you, and still not say anything. I'll just, uh, I'll just nod and point to the, to the briefcase. That's all. He sees uh, your point, and he sort of uh, takes a nod and he says, in a really low tone, he says, "Did you get it? Do you have?" You have, you have, you have it with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he uh, he says, "Okay, well, I want to see it." I am. I am going to. Uh, I am. I'm going to stand up. And I'm going to take uh, both of my hands to my. Uh, I'm going to touch my. Uh, sorry, my head. Both yes. of my hands. Bring us a signal. In other words. He says, "Why do you? Uh, I guess you. What do you want to see? My mine first? Uh huh." He's looking at his briefcase, looking at you, not quite sure. <laughs> I think um, I think this is going to be a fast talk, uh, but it's going to be at it's going to be a hard roll to pass. I know because <laughs> you are doing uh, yeah. you're lying without your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, get up and start walking towards the bridge, but, but not kind of nonchalantly, not like I know something's going. Yeah. yeah, I totally, I totally, I totally agree with that fast talk using my, you know, my my body language because, yeah, there's no other way to say it. I just, yep. I don't know. Wow, look at that. He um, he says, okay, yeah, I guess that's that's the way we uh, that's the way we do this kind of thing, and he. Uh, turns to you and he opens his briefcase and shows you uh, you look inside and you see a large quantity of money you would probably guess you're looking at you were told the Polk got paid uh, $100 before and then was going to get paid $200 after this is far more than $200 and after quickly opening it to you and showing you he closes it again he says alright there do this. I'm 
just going to walk away. Interesting. I'm going He's... to turn. I'm going to turn around and walk away uh, towards the direction of. Yeah, towards the direction of Doctor. Uh, oh, oh Doctor Edwin. Yes. And I will. And as soon as I, um, as soon as I see that he can, that Doctor Edwin can see me, I'll just, I'll just take a, a finger to my mouth and do like a shh, uh, awesome. sound, and I'm going to start walking faster and faster. That that's what I'm going to do. I mean, of course, yep. there might be some things in the middle, but that's my idea. Understood. And before you exit the, 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 the space with him, while you're up close to him, you have a chance to see... It wouldn't really take a spot hidden to see... Um, this man does not have red hair. You really can't see any hair at all under his, under his hat. You don't see any Sorry, hair. It was a red-haired man who hired him. Well, yeah, I am going to turn away and do that. that yep. That's all. Um, Arthur, are you doing anything over there? I'm following the guy. All right. Wherever he goes. The guy looks confused, and he quickly gathers his briefcase, and he looks prepared to walk in the opposite direction, which would be towards Arthur. At least, I, you know, well, I turn around and... And... Um, and... Um, and Evelyn's sitting on there. I go, goodbye, my love. <laughs> Jennifer oh. says, uh, uh, Oh, is that Jennifer? Not Evelyn. Okay. Goodbye, my love. Yes. Like I'm saying goodbye to my lover or something. I let that guy yes. walk by. Then I'll follow him. Jennifer says, Oh, oh, it's spy stuff. Goodbye. And <laughs> she, uh, watches you walk away. Does her best yeah. acting job, pretending to be sad that you're leaving. I started walking towards the bridge and that guy under the bridge, and that guy turned around and started walking my direction. So then I turn around and say, oh, I forgot to say goodbye. Understood. And then he walks by me, and then once it gets, I don't know, about 50 feet past, I'll start walking that, that direction. Got it. After, walking after him. All right. And Tony and Dr. Thorne, after he rounds the corner and is starting to become out of sight, uh, looking, you know, not in sight of your side of the bridge, you would see Arthur do that whole charade and start walking in the same direction as the man what are the two of you doing i'll, I'll stay stay with tony like tony tony made a sign I, from what i understood that this is probably uh, wasn't probably the right guy so all right spook, uh, spook the real guy i'll just uh take a look out over my shoulder and you tell me when i noticed that that yeah. the, he's not following me so as soon as I know that, I'll say, "Hey, uh, Doctor Edwin, uh, this is there is something wrong, but we have to follow this guy." I'll just dispose of my raincoat and uh, take off my hat, you know, so I don't look anymore like the guy he was supposed to meet. Understood. And uh, we have to try and follow him from another direction. Uh, I don't know, maybe what from ha- the... What, ha- what happened? Like, is, is he the guy? I don't know. No. 
I don't I don't think so, but there's something else here. We we need to know who that guy is and who he works for. There's something wrong. I cannot I cannot explain uh, now, uh, but we have to follow that guy. Is he involved with the with the fire? I don't know, but there's something larger here. Something else is going on. He had a lot of money. He was asking for something. I'm not really sure. Okay. Uh, oh, should we, we just let Should we just let uh, Arthur go after him? I mean, we we still need to find out who tried to burn our boat. That to me is more important than just a briefcase of money. But. Uh, but this person is somebody else. I mean, he's but not I mean, the. If it, he's not the person we came to meet, is he? Didn't you just say that? It cannot be a co- coincidence. It's impossible. What are the odds? He was expecting me. He was telling me that I had to give him something. That's all. Did something Polk else. Tell us, to... Did Polk tell us to bring something? Was he supposed to bring something? Was it just the boat on fire well I don't know maybe maybe he tricked us maybe there's something else he didn't mention but I believe I I am going to back up Arthur just in case okay. I, well, I, I'll, I, I mean I'm dressed like a like a park cleaner yes. I'll stay here and I'll I'll, uh, I'll stake out the bridge in case somebody else comes that's great that's great great idea I'll just try and go around any other direction you know to follow this uh this person, yeah, not from the path, you know, like you know, try and go upside the hill, you know, and try, try and follow him from the woods or the trees, if you know what I mean. Yes, yeah, yeah, not walking on the path directly behind him, right? Not behind Arthur, yes. Yeah. Like going from another. Yeah, there's lots of little paths and roads. You can you can stay distant but hidden. Arthur, you're uh, following. Uh, you said like fifty feet behind him. Yeah, about that. Um, he uh, he looks much shiftier now, and kind of he's looking around. You you catch him like looking at the briefcase, stopping, starting again. He seems to be heading out of Central Park, and he I... seems to be heading towards uh, Times Square, so south out of out of uh, Central Park into Manhattan. The um, at a certain point, he you you all. When he gets uh, into a crowded street area, I'm gonna get a lot closer, like ten feet behind him. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna get crowded as you get to the exit of Central Park. Um, he is uh, heading down a main street, holding his briefcase tight. He stops for a second and looks around for a phone booth. Finds a phone booth and uh, heads on inside. Presumably to make a call. Alright. Am I stand... Am I near him? Near the phone booth? You can... Yeah. Um, so it depends on what we're talking a phone booth that has uh, that does have some glass pane you could see he's not like pacing around in this small space 
So it wouldn't be too much effort to stand essentially behind him and you'd be able to be pretty close and listen to him. Yeah, um, I'll look the other way. Try, try to look non-conspicuous. Hey, there's big yeah. six two guys walking around following you everywhere. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah, if anything, you're I really worried about the, uh, the little Italian I really want to... following you. Oh, somebody following me? Oh, shit, I didn't notice. Um, yeah, but I really want to try to listen to who he's calling to, talking to or what he's talking about. Yep. All right, go for the listen. You'll hear some things no matter what, but... So, you mean, you're listening, he uh, dials the... Unless you're going to do something with that roll, if you want to push the roll or, or luck. No, I can't spend 26 luck on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, it's that... You've had some frostbite on those ears, I think. Are you hearing impaired or something with only 23? <laughs> yeah, you still, I mean, you're still standing, you still can hear, you know, it's natural skills, I think, 20, right? Right. Um, you're, uh, you're standing there, he, you hear as he clearly tries to call, and the first attempt doesn't go through, he makes a second attempt, and he gets through, it's busy around you, and he's tr- attempting to talk quietly, but every now and then he raises his voice again. You're catching the sense of a conversation of, I don't know, supposed to be there. Well, what now? (laughs) You hear uh, guns. Um, He says, uh, he says like, what about the guns? Then he says, where do I meet you? And then there's a bit of conversation you don't really pick up. And uh, he sort of says goodbye and kind of slams the phone down and prepares to exit. I assume you'll step away or something. Uh, Or are you going to... I mean, he's also in a tight, confined space. Yep, he is. Um... I, mean, it's, I think it's getting too obvious that we're following him around. All right. I will, um, when he opens a phone booth, I'll walk in the phone booth with him. All right. My gun, while well, my gun kind of hidden in my jacket, but pointing into his gut. Yeah. He, oh, you have question. caught him. Com- yes. Uh, sorry. Like, just, or remind me to ask the technology question after after you deal with the person. Sure. Like, um, technology for, for, or I might as well. Is it is there like a redial thing ah, back yeah. in that day? You basically could uh, ask the operator to redial the last number or something. You might convince her or something that you are the same person, probably. But I don't know. Yeah, uh, remember give that you, give you the address or something like that. Yeah, right. I mean, though back in the days, uh, you used to actually dial, you know, using the operator, not, not really. Sometimes you could just tell the operator to dial a specific number. But yeah, I, I, I had that in mind. Eh? I, I, I got it. I, I was already thinking about that. Yeah, that's... Do it. I'm, I'm not there, thought. so I'm, I'm not going to say anything else. No, it's okay, but actually I, I know. The other time you were not here, but actually we managed to get an address using the operator. Remember, Kai? 
Yes. The operator and the phone book as well. So I, we could try I that next. About... I just stuck a gun in his belly. He did yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you've completely surprised him. He's holding his briefcase kind of by two hands as you uh, lurch into him. He immediately goes to push you off and feels the gun in his stomach and he goes, who the hell are you? What, what's going on? And he tries to push Robert. you. You tried to rip us off. Shit. And he uh, you can tell he's reaching for a bit of a gun or some weapon or something. He's putting his hand behind his back. Better stop that. I'll blow your belly away. Don't think you aren't the first man I've killed. Oh God! Sweet. True. <laughs> he uh, he looks at you. You're getting a, an image of a younger man, probably late twenties. You see uh, absolutely no hair on his head. Um, he looks. He's got a bit of a scar on his cheek. Looks kind of roughed around, um, and he looks very surprised, to say the least. Just what the hell is this? Let me. I'll make you a deal. I'll let you walk, and I'll let you keep the money if you tell me what you were trying to buy and who you were talking to on the phone. You were with that... Who are you? Do you know who I work for? This... Robert, you're not gonna... You're not gonna be able to walk in the city after this. I work for the CIA. What about you? Oh, there's no (laughs) CIA now. I I work for the government. How about you? figures it was a, a sting of some operation yeah I don't I'm not make an intimidate roll on that one Arthur you would think I'm you'll have a intimidate roll <laughs> bonus dice yeah I was gonna say you'll have a bonus dice so you do have a bonus dice so 36 uh, uh, for 25 I'll spend 11 luck he's feeling that the gun pressed up in his stomach and uh, he, more than anything, you asking him that, you're realizing he's very confused of who you are. You're approaching him, but you don't know who he works for, but you are part of the government. And he says, what the hell is this? Is this just a normal robbery? Nope. I don't care about your money. I want to know what you're exchanging it for and who you're talking to on the phone. This is, it's about guns, man. This is. You're buying guns for who? The Italians, we've... We're, this is... It's, it's, it's a war. We're, we're, we're fighting the Italians. You're fighting the Italians. Who's fighting the Italians? Us, this, is, the, this is 1933, man. It's not the Great War. And they're on our side anyway. We're... we're you're not from around here, are you? Can you get this gun out of my stomach and let me the hell go? Walk away from this. This is better left settled. Know any uh, red man, red-haired man? Yeah, I know a lot of red-haired men. Not a red-haired man that was supposed to meet under the bridge. Nothing about that. I, I, I saw. No, I am not part of the. I don't. I'm not supposed to meet a red-haired man under a bridge. I. I believe you. You can go. I'll step away. Let him go. He, um... 
is going to think about what to do. I know he has a gun, so it's, I'm not going to turn my back on him. That's for yeah. Sure. He does have a gun. Um, you're stepping. You have to step out of the phone booth to let him pass to the busy and street. He uh, really looks like he's considering something more, but he pulls right. his hat down and quickly walks in the other direction. There's too many people around, and he's got a briefcase that he doesn't want to fall into any other hands. Tony, you're probably seeing some of this as you're approaching. Yeah, yeah I'll turn around and tell Tony. I think it was an arms deal that was something, nothing, nothing to do with us. But it's weird that that guy was supposed to, the other guy was also supposed to meet there. It doesn't make any sense. So he entered this booth and called somebody. Yeah, but I guess I think he's a, a mafia, like Italian mafia. Let me check that. I'll go into the booth. I'll, uh, I'll, I will deposit the quarter and call the operator. And yep. So, operator, please, uh, I, I, the call dropped. Can you uh, redial the last number, please? Operator says, uh, sure, yeah. Um, which number was that again? Can you come do on? You... Come on, fast, fast, fast! I don't have any time. The last, the last uh, patch, the connection that you made. You can must remember. Come on, I'm in a hurry. All right. Uh, can you fast, fast talk, talk that time? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Ooh! Oh, yeah. oh, talk so fast, he didn't know what you said. Um, no, he he hears you. He says, "Okay, okay, okay," and he reconnects you, and you hear a very gruff voice that says, "Tony's florists." I'll just hang up <laughs> yeah. and look Tony's florist on the phone. Yeah. And I, of course, will be informing this to my good friend Arthur. It seems he called this place Tony's florist. That's pretty clever. I still think it's a Thai mafia, but we should be able to get that information on the street. It's like a mafia boss or something. Well, let me just get the address on the phone book just to make sure. And we can also ask my very good friend detective who knows anything about this place true true okay um, you guys mind if we take a uh, a break right now take a five-ish minute break yeah sure return. I'm good alright we'll see you back um, at, uh, let's call it six minutes ish cool As we threaded our dim way through the labyrinth with aid of map and compass, traversing rooms and corridors in every stage of ruin or preservation, clambering up ramps, crossing upper floors and bridges, and clambering down again, encountering choked doorways and piles of debris, hastening now and then along finely preserved and uncannily immaculate stretches, taking false leads and retracing our way in such cases removing the blind paper trail we had left. 
and once in a while striking the bottom of an open shaft through which daylight poured or trickled down, we were repeatedly tantalized by the sculptured walls along our route. Many must have told tales of immense historical importance, and only the prospect of later visits reconciled us to the need of passing them by. As it was, we slowed down. If we had had more films, we would certainly have paused briefly to photograph certain Ba's reliefs, but time-consuming hand-copying was clearly out of the question. I come now once more to a place where the temptation to hesitate, or to hint rather than state, is very strong. It is necessary, however, to reveal the rest in order to justify my course in discouraging further exploration. We had wormed our way very close to the computed site of the tunnel's mouth, having crossed a second-story bridge to what seemed plainly the tip of a pointed wall, and descended to a ruinous corridor especially rich in decadently elaborate and apparent ritualistic sculptures of late workmanship, when, shortly before 8.30 p.m., Danforth's keen young nostrils gave us the first hint of something unusual. If we had had a dog with us, I suppose he would have been warned before. At first we could not precisely say what was wrong with the formerly crystal-pure air, but after a few seconds our memories reacted only too definitely. Let me try to state the thing without flinching. There was an odor, and that odor was vaguely, subtly, and unmistakably akin to what had nauseated us upon opening the insane grave of the horror poor Lake had dissected. H.P. Lovecraft, At the Mountains of Madness. There's a missing, something's missing. There's a piece that's missing that we don't know. I've been feeling that something A different guy shows up at the exact same time. Somebody else shows up at the exact same time, exact amount of money, looking to make an exchange. Yeah. No, no, it was no, no. He had way more money than he was supposed to, than we were expecting. We were only expecting like two hundred bucks, but this guy had like thousands, right? He could have well, given us a wrong exchange, maybe a different exchange that he knew about. Um, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe Polk was trying to set us up. I don't know. Well, could be. Do we know if there was supposed to be any weapons on the warehouse? Oops. I mean, I don't. None that I know of. But they could. But they could have been hidden. I mean, they could have. We can go back to the warehouse and look around to see if we can find any hidden weapons around there. I mean, meaning, is the expedition supposed to take guns? Like, I don't know, many guns, not to, not for an army, but you know, at least for, I don't know, ten, ten, twenty rifles or something. Well, I think after this, we should go back to the warehouse and. Home it over very, very thoroughly, looking for hidden compartments, uh, in the rooms. Maybe there is a stash of guns there, and the fire was supposed to be a decoy to move the guns. Maybe. Like you're saying that it just accidentally it happened to be the same warehouse where some shady business was happening, that our diesel was being stored? I have to hide them somewhere. I mean, if they have illegal guns, but they I, have to hide I, them somewhere. I'm sorry, but I mean, is this is the expedition supposed uh, to take guns to the to the Antarctica? Yes, no, I don't you think have some guns, but not a not a not a huge quantity yet. Like, uh, we're not going to war with the Italians. <laughs> That's also true. 
As far as you know. As far, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't know if there's some ulterior motives with this. <laughs> that would be very funny if this entire expedition got waylaid by Man. the three of you getting into a mob Invade, Invasion of I- Italy? I know, <laughs> right. I mean, is there, is there any chance, uh, Edwin uh, or Finn, is there, well, is there any chance that actually the, the drunken guy was supposed to set on fire a, a different warehouse? I mean, of course, I, no. I think anything is possible at this point. Uh, but I think it, considering that apparently the other ship was also supposed to be uh, sabotaged. Just to me, like this, it's kind of a too much of a coincidence. Like, I mean, there's a lot of coincidence going on. Like, the we know there's been sabotage towards our boat. We know the other this guy conveniently set a fire in our diesel reserves. Uh, I mean, if they were going going to buy guns, like, why would they burn the warehouse? I don't know. I mean, I think it. Me, it makes most sense that the uh, the actual uh, maybe a, maybe the that he was there to sabotage us. I don't know. It's too confusing. Well, um, there are a couple facts that I think um, if all three of you could make an intelligence roll for me. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, like probably because of the. Nice. You are so smart. (laughs) You are. I was actually looking at your group intelligence levels, and uh, it's ridiculous. Intelligence, I think, is the highest overall stat for you guys. Um, So, there are some things that are... Yeah, you have an average of 72 between the entire party. There are some things that would... Uh, start to you'd start to think about about this meeting where you have a a low life drunk guy who got paid a hundred bucks to burn two warehouses he said he failed to burn the second one there's not a lot of uh, there might not be a lot of incentive or I guess maybe better phrase as a question like what is the incentive of the shadowy meeting under the bridge to go well for that guy. Not high. I mean. Well, I mean, the the point was that he was told that after the after the deed, he should meet the person here. Yes. So. So like maybe there's more work for him, or another target, or like presumably. I mean, we're assuming the person who hired him doesn't know that he got like that's our assumption like if yes he might not know but it is likely so it is in the newspapers and you would even have seen the i mean obviously the fire failed because the boat is still sailing yes and the lexington uh, expedition has a very publicized front page departure so the whoever hired him if he told the truth that he hired him to burn two warehouses uh, the, there's some there's some serious confidence that people that person would have that uh, he failed at least on he failed in destroying the ship and he also completely failed in stopping the other ship 
if he was telling the truth about that. Well, the other guy might have been set up. That's also possible. And um, it is really also, I think, with all your intelligence roles, like, it would be quite the coincidence that this gun thing is completely unrelated. But it's also unclear what kinds of, like, this guy, this seedy underbelly Hulk figure, he might be involved in a lot of things. In a lot of things, (laughs) a little bit. Right, so he might be being paid the $100 for this, us being paid for something else. Yeah. Because that guy definitely seemed to recognize Tony in his outfit. I mean, he walked up to him, he saw the clothes, he spoke to him directly. They were standing right right next to each other. Either he didn't know who he was supposed to meet, or he really was convinced by the outfit. Well, we have a, we have a uh, place, Tony's florist, and we have I mean, a guy one, named Tony in our party. What a coincidence! <laughs> True. Tony can keep the disguise going. Maybe you can pretend to be Tony of Tony's florist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying um, to make sense of everything. I'm tying the knots here. One that possibility is, is that somebody hired the mob to do the hit. And basically all of this is happening through the mob, I don't know. So, one more question. What time was the was the fire? About 10, 11 o'clock, right? Yes. It was, and today morning there were uh, newspapers that talked about it, right? Um, yes. Wouldn't have been able to make front page the fire. It, Lexington's expedition would cover all that space. But there's a there's an addendum somewhere in a couple pages far back about the fire. Yeah. How many people of our crew know about uh, this person that we caught last night? When Stark you were weather? on the Starkweather knows because he was with you. Yeah. Um, when you were on the boat this morning and late last night, it seemed like people were, you could hear murmurings, people were talking about some who set the fire, I heard this, I heard that. It seemed, there, there was clearly some awareness of the arsonist. And the arsonist is the other key, right? Where did, where did they leave the arsonist? Say that again? Where did we leave the arsonist? The police took him. Oh, the police took him. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Thank you. I was just trying to... No, I understand. It's a lot of of thoughts. A lot of thoughts, yeah. Yeah. And somebody mentioned talking to Detective Hansen. It is a fair bet that he has more information about the city's crime situation than you all do. But, uh, yeah, but what I, questions that opens. I know, but, uh, you know, how should I approach that? I mean, what would be the reason I'm calling to ask about Tony's florist? I don't know. What do you think, Arthur? Uh, Edwin? I mean, 
you could just ask him like hey do you know do you know about tony's what do you think about tony's chorus if he if he knows that there's some underworld dealings going on he might you know take the bait and start talking and be like what are you talking about man okay yeah uh yeah i think i'm going See to call uh, i am yeah i am going to call detective uh uh the detective uh i'll use the phone booth okay sure yeah just yeah, a quick get... quick chat all up the uh nypd headquarters and get hansen on the phone talk to ask around and somebody will get him on the phone for you he'll say uh Hey Tony, what's uh, what's going on? Oh, hello. Good morning, uh, Detective. Uh, this is Tony again. Sorry to bother you. Uh, you know that that fella that we that we got yesterday, yesterday night. I remember that he mentioned something about uh, some Tony's florist or something. Say that again. I just, yeah, I just, it just it just came up to my mind. He said something about Tony's florist. I Tony's just remember. Floor. Does that ring any bell to you? Yeah, yeah, we know. Uh, we there's a there's a couple establishments in the city we know are. Uh, well, I wouldn't recommend them on your tour of our fair city. Not necessarily vacation spots. Uh, and why not? Why did you mention this? What kind of well, people are there? Arsonists make sense. Anarchists. People uh, looking to fight back against something they believe the city's doing whether it's uh, putting them in bad housing or setting them up with bad jobs there's a lot of uh, discomfort, disquiet in the city how, who you said uh, Polk told you about florists, the florists I think he said something I'm not really sure because you know, on the havoc last night uh uh, some of us might, you know, have kept him because he was, if you know what I mean, we were very angry. And yeah, I think yeah. He, he said something. I, I'm just trying to remember and tie knots here. But I, I'm not understanding, uh, Detective Hansen. What, what, what kind of people are these anarchists? What are you trying yeah. to say? There's a lot of to a, to a group or something. It's, yes, political activists. That uh, or it's at least it's a political cause that has pulled in a bunch of New York criminals. It's some New York gang that, that thinks that they are uh, going to save the city from poverty and corruption. Had some violence. There was a, a couple bombing threats in the in a, some of our government buildings in the city. It's really not a. We have reason to believe. Really shouldn't share this, but. You, you shared this with us. We have reason to believe some of their operations come out of this building. It's very helpful that you bring that up. It might give us a bit of a clue on what this Polk figure's been up to. Well, yes, of course, you should definitely take a look at that uh, direction if you believe so. Uh, Detective Hansen, uh, just a moment. Uh, please call the line. And I say, hey, Arthur, he says that these people are like anarchist or something does that make any sense to you it doesn't to me at all well they cause chaos I mean like, hmm. 
But I mean, who so do we know? Is there a lot of anarchist activity in New York City at this time? There's the enough. Area? I mean, it, it, Boston's experiencing it a little harder, but uh, yeah, there's some post-war resentments. There's some general economic inequality and um, anarchism. Yeah, anarchism kind of in general is against government or against laws. They just yes. try to sow chaos. Yeah, it's, it seems like the kind of people that might have left those notes, right? The one that says that that said that expedition was going to be a failure, we were going to die or something, right? Does it make any sense to you? And I will go back unless, to the first one. Just a moment, the detective hands in. Just unless a they're being paid. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're being paid. I mean, they're being paid to do that. I mean, they're and they're not adverse to doing criminal things. That's for sure. Right, so they might get that funding that way. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, Detective Hanson, do you know if some if there are any people that actually can fund these people or something? We... I'm just trying to toss some ideas here, that's all. Mr. Spinelli, I'm not sure we're really... The NYPD is ready to make a public comment about who's funding our local terrorist organizations. This is off the record, of course. Yeah, I'm I'm aware. You're I really think the best thing suited for your crew would be to take your last two days in peace and safety and not get into any more trouble. I talked to your friend Mr. O'Higgins about some of the other incidents that have happened in and around the city. And it's just uh seems like you're a tr- group that fall into trouble I'd appreciate it if you don't go on any sort of fact finding missions that includes in conversations with me of course I'll handle the anarchists and the arsonists and you all can hopefully handle your expedition yes yes you're totally right we are definitely going to do that and at that time I'm going to look at Arthur's face, and I'm going to say he's not going to accept that. Anyways, well, thank you, thank you, thank you, Detective Hanson. You have a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You too, you too, Tim. Let's, uh, as you're all thinking about that interaction, let's let's jump over to uh, Eugene and Hubert. Um, Eugene, yeah, pre- you presumably sir- no- oh, nothing yes. happens with uh, with my stakeout afterwards. Oh, true. You're still hanging out there. No, I mean, there's people that walk by, there's people that sit down. There's nothing that really provokes a lot of... You don't see any red-haired individuals. You don't see anybody asking for a polk. Low-key over there. I mean, at some point, like, the the cleaner's probably going to come back, and I'll... I'll Yeah, he said he was going to give you about an hour. And and then I'll, uh, I'll head back. But, uh, yeah, Eugene, you've had some time with your, your research. You probably get them back to the boat after some time uh, or look through them. But you have some more hours in the day available to you. If there's anything in mind or I have some possible things you could look into or if you think, you, yeah, whatever you think. Um, so I 
would be Eugene would be torn between um or could do either looking a little bit more into Danforth and his story. Yep. Um or um Eugene also speaks German and so would be uh willing to go along with Hubert and and, and do some of the, the German investigation things. Sure. We can make it a little simpler and have the two of you together. It doesn't look like Evelyn's going to be able to join us tonight. Morgan had a long day at work. Um, so yeah, you, you, and, uh, you and Hubert could be together already. Yeah, I, I think probably um, maybe, we, maybe we can say that Eugene had looked for a German newspaper in the... Um, uh, at the library and then plan to meet up with Hubert after having done so. Excellent. Hubert, you were on your way to to look into the newspaper as well? Yes. The combined efforts of your your time, there are, there are German newspapers in the library. They are not that up to date. Uh, what are you looking for in particular? Uh, what's the, what's the, um, expedition Falconer? Yeah, Barsmeyer Falcon. Barsmeyer Falcon. I'm yeah, in the chat looking for anything on the, on the Barsmeyer Falcon on. Barsmeyer Falcon. Um, excellent. So you'll, uh, both of you, well, actually, Hubert, you would find more recent, uh, information, and... You, uh, Eugene would find more historical information. Hubert, at the there are German papers that are available at this store that you're going to stop by, and uh, there are very recent announcements that the Barsmeyer Falcon uh, that involve the Barsmeyer Falcon. We're talking front page stuff. You can pick up some of it just having a natural German skill. You want to give me a language roll to see if you can pick yeah. up anything else. Awesome. That's a 23 over 30. Nice. So, you know, you can tell words that are familiar to you, um, you know, about expedition. You see Antarctica mentioned. You see that there's talk about their ship. Uh, but the, uh, the little extra bit that you get, the most recent information, is actually their departure date, um, which is they are planning to depart on September 18th. So they're a little bit of a distance away compared to you guys, although not incredibly far. And where are they departing from? Um, they are departing from a port in Germany um, okay. of, a, of a name that I have somewhere in my notes I'll find for you. They, uh, you see in the listing um, that they have recently uh, acquired uh, several airships. And it uses not the word for airplane, but it, it says uh, something airship or air vehicle, something more like, than an airplane. Not like a Zeppelin. Well, um, possibly something similar. Okay. 
in the uh, longer range. Oh, and yeah, there's German German name. Um, in the longer history, you uh, Eugene in the library would find some information that talks about Barsmeyer Falcon. Uh, and there's a lot of names that are being thrown around. Josef, Heinrich, Harold. Um, you want to do? You, you said you also have German, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, hit, hit me with the roll for that, and let's see. Ooh, sixty-seven against twenty-five. Not, I don't have that much German. Did you say sixty against a seventy? Uh, I rolled a sixty-seven, and the skill I have—it's against twenty-five. So, oh, twenty-five. Yeah, not good. Um, you're getting some names of people that are, for whatever reason, listed at the top, which I will throw in the chat for you just to have in case they come up again. One, there's two. They're being quoted, and you can see they're clearly they're talking about logistics. You're seeing technical names, possibly the names of some types of equipment, a little, a little bit of information there. Did, you, is there any way to determine if it's state-funded? That is a good question. It seems like it's privately funded. Both your collected knowledge would tell you that you're not seeing like a state, a state statement. Um, no government officials are making statements in here. No... No names of, of anybody that you recognize. There is a... There seems to be that they have found funding elsewhere. So, just for a little bit of... I just looked it up real quick. Just for a little bit of out-of-contact or out-of-game out of, out of game knowledge, January 1933 is when the Nazis come to power in Germany. So that's... Fun times. Yeah, fun times. Oh, yeah. Shoot, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, that is a, definitely a fun time in Germany. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's... Um, who knows what the motivations of the Germans are right now. The thing that keeps coming up, there's an acronym that you could look into, both of you, for the future. DLAG. There in the chat. Uh, it would also be worth mentioning at least one article is going to have a little uh, image of a map and you'll see that they are planning to at least it's a very simple map it shows their path on the ocean not their their plans on the ice but on the map it will show that they are planning to land uh, in the Ross Sea if the map is to be trusted for accuracy which is where you guys are all landing Okay. Okay. So they'll be arriving sometime after us, but in the same location. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I found. I found it. <laughs> um, their ship is obviously the Wilhelma, the Wilhelmina, and they're leaving from Bremerhaven. 
ever happened. Okay. And I did look it up. The Hindenburg disaster has not happened yet, so it probably is a Zeppelin that they uh, have acquired. Um, so that is some interesting information for you guys to sit with. With that collection, the two of you, there was sort of a two-pronged thought with the Germans. There's that German ship, which uh, right now you just know it is it is a German ship in New York, essentially. That's really the bulk of your knowledge about it. And that it is shipping, and that it has not, it came a couple weeks ago, and it has not left. You, um, think- you did, go ahead. Yeah, I thought the goal was for us to go down there. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to go. That is... Yeah, so I think that would be prudent. Excellent. Uh, the ship is located in uh, dock uh, or Pier 102. So it's not too far away, actually, from Central Park, above the Lincoln Tunnel which is under construction. I'll put you both on the map. This is this whole area is just a string of piers that ha- each have a warehouse, and they have boats on either side. It doesn't take long to find the right numbered pier. You will find that this... Uh, there's a large ship, uh, clearly meant for freight. It doesn't have anywhere near the uh, size that... Um, your ship has it's a could be half the size but it is made for freight there's several cranes nothing active right now and it also does not have the same intense security that your your gate you can pretty much walk right up to this there's some stevedores moving stuff around some people just hanging on the side of the docks chatting Uh, and the language being spoken here, is it, I'm assuming it is German? Uh, you're by, hearing English. By the dock, oh, English by the dock workers, okay. Yeah. What are you guys uh, going to do with this boat? I think uh, probably go look for a member of the crew. Sure. Ask any of the Steve Doors around if they know any of the members of the crew. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah there's a, a kind of a kid, nice 16, 17, 18, that's uh, hanging around. He's kind of taking some interest in the two of you showing up. Kind of a weird pair to be on the docks. Uh, if you, you uh, ask him. Where are you, kid? <laughs> yeah, it's just like. Yeah, what? What's up? Uh, excuse me. Could, we'll could get you back to work. Us? We'll get back to work. Oh, no, 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 no. Please, please, please. Take your time. We're just looking for a member of the crew. The crew? One of the, uh... They're all, uh... One of the, you, want, you want to talk to somebody from the boat? Yes, please. Are you from the boat? We are not. You're, you're not from the Arminius? 
You don't know. Oh, good. They, um... There's at least one guy that's running around. Uh, he, he, we just, he just went out into the where he just went into the warehouse building to get some more stuff or mark some more stuff for us to bring out onto the, on board. They don't really, uh, they don't really speak much English. So, um, good luck, I guess. Well, we'll do our best, but I, I uh, appreciate, he's, appreciate the directions. Have a, have a good afternoon. He's a big guy, uh, overalls. You'll find him in there. Thank you, young man. Walks away. Warehouse has got several doors open on all sides. You can kind of picture the warehouse image that you saw burning last session. That matches the length of the sh- of the uh, ship. Um, Are you uh, staking out or heading in? Uh, I would just head in and look for a guy in overalls. I, I am under the impression that I have enough money to make this guy talk. Uh, I'm 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 with um, uh, Hubert. Um, maybe not with the money thing, but <laughs> at least oblivious enough that it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Uh, big space, cavernous space, boxes on all sides. There's uh, nothing on fire, which is a reassurance. Um, you hear the sound of movement at the far end of a where- of the warehouse. Um, there's some. Um, Sounds like a distant, kind of muffled talking. And uh, it's hard to understand. It's actually probably not English. It is German. Head that way? Sure. Walking on up, uh, you'll be walking past these kind of towers of crates with uh, barrels laying around. Some things are netted up to be prepared to brought onto a pallet. There's uh, dollies, all sorts of things. And you have um, a man turn the corner and kind of abruptly meet you as you're walking past one of these big pillars of crates. Big man in overalls. And he's crossing his arms, just kind of staring down at you. A little taller than both of you. Definitely brought here. Ah, <laughs> Is that real German? That's real German. It means, excuse me, sir. <laughs> wow. Nice. Um, he uh, stares at you and replies in German, says, uh, do you need something? You're not with the ship. I don't recognize you. You probably get um, most of that. Who are you is essentially what he's asking. Mm-hmm. And, and I would have to remember the German, the actual German, but but in the in the best, it, it's probably half decent German. It's a twenty five, and my English is an eighty, so it's it's probably half decent German. Yep. Would kind of express like, no, we're just looking for a little bit of information about recent goings on. If he's got anything. Yeah, he gets uh, you know, he gets information from that. He he understands. He uh, kind of repeats the word for information back at you and says um, about the Arminius. He, he uh, looks at your friend. He looks at 
자 오늘 passengers passengers and he says um, he he holds up his hand uh, and and shows ten. <laughs> ah, um. uh, I will uh, produce te- uh, two five dollar bills and ask him uh, in kind of halting German if he knows anything more about the passengers on the ship he'll take your money and he'll uh He'll pay a little extra attention and try to understand you guys having been paid. He'll, um... He'll say, uh... Like, ten passengers. I'm one. We all came from Germany. And, uh... Do you have anything to do with the, um... Expedition, the uh, uh, Bartire Falcon expedition. Uh, he uh, says n- no expedition. No, not not the expedition. Uh, can I make a psychology test to see if he's telling the truth? Yeah, you both definitely can. Okay, uh, it will not. I will fail this, but. Hey, it's not impossible. 87, 87 over 10. Not happening. <laughs> yeah, 79 over 10. Also not going to work out. So. Yeah. Truthfulness is beyond you. Um, he did seem to... His eyes seemed to perk up a little bit when you said uh, Barsmar Falcon. Okay. I would ask um, two things. Are any of the passengers not staying on the ship? Um, he uh, he says we're all... He'll tell you uh, everyone sleeps on the ship. Has he seen everybody in the past day? He is thinking about it. Uh, he yeah, he's pretty sure he's seen everybody in the last day. And uh, are you familiar with the uh, the expedition? Barsmeyer Falcon. Yes. Um, and he pulls a a, a newspaper out from the back of his uh, overalls and points to it and says, "Barsmeyer Falcon." Uh, on an article that he's pointing to, so he's he's letting you know that he's read about him. Oh, okay. Uh, and I will ask again in in somewhat kind of halting German uh, if he what the purpose of their um, like what basically what the crew is doing on the mm. ship. Um, he um, he kind of leads you back where you came from a little, like walking and, and trying to haltingly talk. He seems to be heading for a crate in particular, um, okay. and he something that's a jar, and he uh, opens it up. And uh, can both of you make a um, a listen roll for me? Uh, 
as he's doing this process. Listen, roll. Listen. That is a fumble. That is a 98 over 20. Uh, 52 against... Not good. Didn't hear anything. Um, yeah, you don't really... You, you're, you're, he's showing you um, inside. There's a lot of cloth and uh, it looks like blankets that are in this bin. And then he points to one across the way and it seems to have a lot of metal parts. Um, looks like big machinery parts, pieces of big screws and whatnot. He's trying to tell you what they are, uh, what they're mostly shipping. So I would ask him again, is there anyone on the ship that's not a sailor? He um, is looking a little... Little, uh, you know, his eyes are squinting a little, and he says, uh, everyone on the ship is a sailor. Everyone on the ship goes back to Germany. Ah. Don't care. Uh, this is okay. so. Um, yeah, I think that, that probably, for Eugene, that would probably satisfy it. That doesn't seem to be too much. In the ship yeah, and, I will. I will uh, say, Dankeschön, uh, and uh, make my exit. Absolutely. He seems he hurriedly heads back to the spot that he was in before you guys came in. He uh, waves you goodbye and rushes back into the back room, the back space of the room, and presume resumes talking. It seems like as you guys are heading out. You see those young stevedores prepping some boxes. Do we have a description of the guy, um, the German guy that got ended up getting shot? You have that, right? Yeah, yeah, you would. I mean, you've well, some I, of I you've would, seen I would know firsthand what he looked like. <laughs> you know exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, could we ask one of the the young stevedores around? Uh, maybe slip him a couple of bucks and and like, hey, have you seen a guy who looks like this around? Yeah, he got yeah. shot. What he got shot on Thursday? Is that right or Wednesday? He got shot. I think it was Wednesday. Not looking at the calendar here. I think that sounds right. Uh, yeah, I can't say. I think he's tracking the day. calendar. Yeah, I have it as Wednesday. Okay. And the ship got in on. I do have that written down. Give me a second. I'm looking for it in my notes. Um. It's today. Where is that? I wrote it down. Uh, they got in... Oh, I don't have one they got in. The other one left on the 6th. Yeah, so I'd ask if, if they have seen anybody like the, that person. Yeah. Sothcott is how he... Uh, at least the ID that he carried with him. A big burly man, German, blonde sandy hair. You can give that description pretty well. and They're, they're kind of... They go back and they kind of talk amongst themselves and 
you see they're saying like, no, no, he had this hair and saying, no, there was no one here. And the other guy says, you didn't even work then. What are you talking about? And they come back and the kid that you initially talked to comes back to you and says, I think we saw him. Yeah, I think we saw a guy like that. But we haven't seen him for a while, if it was him. And all these Germans kind of look the same. How many Germans have you seen coming coming and going on the boat in the past couple of past two days? They go back in their little circle, their little huddle, and uh, return to you and say, <laughs> um, "I don't. Know, we can count. We can count eleven. Danny says thirteen, but he lies." <laughs> how many was it um last time you saw oh, <laughs> a complicated question how many have you seen in all so the last two days you've seen 11 how many have you seen in all since the ship arrived when did the ship arrive by the way when did the ship arrive i think i had I think I had had that it had arrived about two weeks prior, um, which would put it prior to when you first asked about it, which was the 8th, so something like uh, Friday the... Like the 26th or 25th of August... Um, yeah, so he, he they, they go back and they, they talk, and um, your your bud comes back and says, uh, "Well, um, we can't get we can't get up more than thirteen. Danny says he can go to fifteen if you pay him, but I don't think he means it." <laughs> um, <laughs> how many of them are there? Uh, these kids. Yeah. There's like six of those stevedores. They're all under twenty. Uh, Eugene would Eugene, Eugene would give Eugene would give him six bucks and say, "I'll pay you for the information." Thanks so much. They're very happy about that. They're very happy. I'll sort of side eye Eugene. Like, are are you sure you want to give him that? Okay, all right. <laughs> I think Eugene at this point is is just laughing because it's it like the information is worth nothing. Um, to him, but but it is um, <laughs> exact. It's more just like they've given him a laugh. He's got he's gonna have like several months ahead where he's gonna have no use for money, and so it's just like, well, why not? <laughs> like that is these kids a buck. That is a very yeah. good point. Give each of these kids a buck. They've given him a laugh. Like they haven't really given you information. This guy may or may not have been. Um, and actually, you know what? I probably ask the kid like, do you know who the captain is? Um, I, I've never really met the captain. I don't think that most of the boat crew are here. It's most of the, the shipping crew. Um, and, uh, he looks back at apparently Danny and says, uh, the guy that, the guy in the warehouse isn't the captain, right? And, uh, you know, they, they sort of confer and. Like, no, the other guy in the warehouse. 
No, we don't think we know the captain. Does the crew stay on the ship, or do they leave? Uh, the, at uh, night? Like, do, they, do they spend the night on the ship? No, they. Uh, we've seen them... Uh, they sleep on the ship, but we've we've seen them get up and around, and they'll come back drunk or bring people back. They can get pretty loud at night. We try to get most of our work done before they come home. All right. Well, I I really do appreciate it. I I'm I'm not sure that there's there's too much more. Can I ask? And I'm sure you've got work to do. So so please um. Let me let me hold you up. And then the, um, Eugene, the kid in the back, the 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 Danny liar kid. He goes, "There's that crazy guy that sleeps in the warehouse." Oh, uh, what do you know about him? He's just uh, we don't, we're supposed not supposed to talk to him, but I know he's there. And two of the other kids are like, "He's not there. There's nobody there. There's nobody." It's like, no, there's a guy. I know it. Do you know if he's there, like, right now, or does he only... Yeah, he's there right now. Oh. And everybody's like, no, he's not, no, he's not. Okay. Can I make a psychology check? Yeah. <laughs> to see if like... Okay. You both uh, could. I'll file it down. Why not? Okay. Yeah, let's try it. Got them. Uh, that's a critical success. That's a one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a 64, so... I don't think you've you. ever met a kid that's told the truth as clearly before as this kid is right now. Really? Wow. Okay. I was not expecting that. <laughs> awesome. It is pure honesty that's reflecting in you in this child's eyes. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, perhaps this wasn't a waste of time and money after all. <laughs> um, could you could you take us to? The... We're not supposed to go in there. We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to talk to the guy. We're, well, you don't have to talk to him. You can just tell us where he is. He's just in the he's in the warehouse. He's in the back. Where he's the uh, street side. There just a sort way of gesturing get... back corner. Is there a way to get in street side, like through a different door that would not be obvious to the the German guy that we already talked to? Well, the the warehouses they all have. I mean, you you can see with your eyeballs the each warehouse. I'll put us on the fire map just because it's right. like relevant. Um, you would have met your individual the uh, what are we calling him uh, overalls man yeah somewhere over here you're talking to the kids over where Eugene is on this map they're gesturing towards the far end on this map it's over where Hanson and Evelyn are so, so, we so all these little things like, are doors you could in theory like walk around to like this corner and then go in through this door. Yes. I don't know. What do you say, Hubert? I certainly don't have any better ideas. But I think Eugene's curiosity would be piqued enough to to go and try that. 
Mm. Yeah, Hubert's as well. Cool. Uh, let's switch over to our Central Park 3. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have uh, you talked to a detective, you followed somebody into a phone booth, there was a gun. What are your next steps? Who's looking for a flower arrangement? Yeah, I think we should go to Tony's florist. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Do you think that, at least for once, could you not use your gun? Well, I was going to say, maybe you should borrow Evelyn's gun. <laughs> we got more firepower. I am not fond of guns. I will never uh, carry them. Okay. I don't like the sound they make. We might be walking into a pretty dangerous situation. I know. I understand that. Uh, I've heard the do, enough, be, be, before enough we do that, do we have yeah. any other like possibilities of finding information about this these Tony's florist without like going there right away? Like, can somebody use I don't know? Do they have contacts in the city to ask about other than just asking the police about it? We can look for a local speakeasy and try to talk some people into some loose lips by giving them some scotch. <laughs> True. I would imagine... That... Oh, go ahead. Maybe that Jennifer girl that you hired, maybe she knows jump or something. Prostitute. Oh. You think um, call. all criminals are the same? She's in the underworld. She prob- if she doesn't know, she'll probably know somebody who knows. Yeah, okay. I'll, go look. I'll track down Jennifer. Maybe her, um, sure. her um, key knows or something, or handler well um yeah what are you doing to track down jennifer you going back where you go back to the red light district yeah sure um she's uh well okay so you're gonna go back to the red light um and the uh, is everybody just going with uh the other two Um, central park crew yeah i mean other things we could do is basically just, like, first of all, look it up if we can find where that Tony's Forest is as a physical location. Maybe yeah, you know, stake it out a little bit, hang around around it, see if there's, like, cafes around it. Or sure. bars, speakeasy. You can just go in there and order some flowers, but you better, better wait for me, though. Yeah. But, <laughs> just I mean, in case if, things if get if, rough. If, if you're going to buy flowers, I mean, going there with a the lady would probably be a good cover. Yeah. Maybe going there with Evelyn. Or yeah, but, no. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, you can buy flowers for somebody else. Ed, Edwin is right in, in this way. I mean, what are what are we going to do? We get to the to the flower house. So, and what then? I mean, I feel that I feel like we are going in circles. And what are we doing exactly? We're trying to find the people that are that is actually yeah, behind all the. Uh, Right, right, Finn. I mean, right, Edwin. Yeah, well, why don't I, like, why don't like, I pretend like, to be an anarchist come, that just came to town? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Question, question, question. Why do we care? Yeah, we're that's about the... to leave. We're about to leave town. I know. We want to stir up a hornet's nest. Do we think these guys are somehow involved with trying to burn down our our warehouse? Like the like, let's let's think about it. like, is this something we want to care about, or should we just leave this to the cops? I think somebody hired them to do it. 
exchange guns. Oh, that would be Polk. Like, should we should we see and if can we you know get to talk to Polk again and see if like if somebody hired him or if somebody hired the anarchists? Well, let like, let let me let me say something. I mean, imagine you know a, a board here in the center. We are going to place uh, Captain Douglas' face. Okay, this is uh, where... I can do that for you. <laughs> Yeah, actually, if you can, if you can help us, uh, you know, visually, because yeah, Finn, is, Finn might be. We have the murder of uh, Captain Douglas. This is what actually started all this line of investigation, right? And uh, we deducted some German fella uh, that was um, uh, that was behind this. We tracked him down, and it was actually the person that uh, Arthur shot, right? At the warehouse. A, a blonde-haired German guy, yeah. Yeah. One other guy uh, was... Uh, he had escaped, right? Using a boat. Correct. Yep. That's the person that we were trying to track, the other one. Okay? For some reason, we believe that... The arsonist that came last night was uh, was working with this uh, with this um, third person, third German guy, right? Help us here a, a little, just Carl, just to make sure that I'm doing the same thing, right? Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah, you you've identified the parties. So, like, um, if if you're seeing what this I'm doing so here, so we've got like Douglas at the top. Um, right. Ed, we've got Sothcott. You know the two names of these people because they had IDs on them, and you searched them. Um, Sothcott was the one who is dead, and let me do that. Uh, Borland was injured, uh, but he was brought into custody supposedly. That's what the news reported. Uh, and then the third guy got away in a boat. Perfect. Right. That's sort of your cast of characters at this point. Rogue's and then there's gallery. Polk. Yeah, there's your rogues gallery, exactly. And there's Polk who least, showed up out I of the blue. I think we should go we should go to the shop, get our flowers, we don't have to cause any trouble, just for we look for we can recognize the people that are there. Okay. That that's it then. If we don't recognize, we'll just Or or we yeah, we get we get kind of what they look like and if we see them somewhere else and we'll recognize them in another location. We can tie it back to here. Right, but There's... we are not going to make any inquiries or anything like... I wouldn't have to. If you don't pointing, want to. A, pointing a gun, right? To anyone? Oh, I wasn't going to point a gun. The gun's only if, if we run <laughs> the job. The, the final piece to the rogues gallery that I think is worth mentioning is really not a person, but you know there's a person, um, which is your... Your uh, letter bringer. People oh, did yeah, lay. Yeah. People laid eyes on that letter bringer. People, uh, Hubert and Eugene in particular, um, met met him technically. Met them, saw them in the church, chased him down. Never got him. Never got yes. him, and never really saw him. But you, in the moment, had you had confirmed at some point that he did not look like Sothcott. So whether right, he's right. somebody else, you don't know, but that is a mystery person right now. 
and we know it's an educated person because the, there are no uh, no signs of uh, misspelling or grammar. Cute. I mean, we can infer that because of the notes, well, right? I mean, the other thing is we can just stake out the, the flower shop and see if anybody interesting goes in and out. I think that's probably the best thing to do. It's more about just, yeah, we just want to be certain, like, is, the, is this a hornet's nest we want to stir? Yeah, let's, I think we should just stake really it out. It's just be a, I mean, if there's, a, if there's a cafe nearby or if there's an apartment complex about, across the street, we can just yeah. sit on the roof and watch people go in and out and see if anything suspicious happens. Yeah, a, a cafe. A cafe or something like that will be smart. Nothing yeah. too... We won't go to the shop. We'll just watch who walks in and out. Right. Yeah, I'm on it, but just uh, without any more uh, stirring anything else. I mean, if you really wanted to stir the pot, you just go in and order a wreath for for Captain Douglas. <laughs> for Pope. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that one. That's, that's, like, think... that's like a movie moment. That'd be great. <laughs> I think that would be like a pretty good one. <laughs> then it's going to ask the question of what is uh, what is buying a bouquet or whatever? What does that mean in Anyways, uh, anyways, Finn, this is this is the reason why we are doing all of this. I mean, I think it was worthwhile to, to mention, right? So you have a better picture of why we started doing this. Yeah, there's some people out here we don't know. They might they might be people on our ship. In fact, we don't know what they look right. like. Right, and also we have somebody sabotaging the the ship, and uh, we also believe that. Could be somebody from from here, right? Right. Didn't so, somebody sabotage the food on the ship or, or something like that? Right. Well, oh, okay. That's. Uh, I don't have any other idea, so I'm fine with the steak. Just yep. you know, for a while. I think we we'll just walk over there. We'll skip the Jennifer piece. We'll, we'll just walk over <laughs> there and um, and ask um, and just look if there's some place we can stake out easily. And if not, we'll just like climb up to a roof of a, a apartment complex or something and watch yeah. the roof. That All is right. doable. Um, watching, uh, I mean, the the general area. So you have to look up, you have to find where it is, and so you you get you get the information that uh, it's actually not too far away. The location is just north of Central Park, really. So you're just kind of heading up towards Harlem. You... in Harlem or not? Uh, it's not in Harlem. Just It's still Manhattan, but it's really close to the border. Um, you are watching, and uh, it's you don't see a lot of uh, sprightly young, you know, madly in love couples going in for flowers. You're not seeing a lot of fancy businessmen going in for flowers. It seems like a rough crowd that goes in, and they seem to stay a long time, and they don't seem to always come out with the same number of people they went in with. Sometimes three people will go in, and one guy will come out an hour later or half an hour later, depending on how long you're there. It's also not very good looking. Not, You're looking in the window... And while there are flowers in the window, to call them properly arranged would be um, generous. 
So it's a business. It's a fake business front. Well, we'll just wait. You know, uh, we'll find a place to to stake, and that's it. We'll keep on our uh, plan. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that, uh, Kyle. All right. Just take for a while and see if there is anything interesting happening. Sounds good. Is there a cafe or, or, or a place that we can try and mingle? Yeah, if you want to go find a place kind of across the street and keep an eye. There's cafes, little restaurants um, around. Nothing right next to the flower shop, but it's all apartments. But... Um, you can you can go hit across the street and hang out. Well, we'll do that. Excellent. We can have lunch, I guess. Yes. Late lunch. You're. We're kind of split in time, but I would put the our Central Park crew um, just after four, and our Hubert Eugene crew is a little earlier in the day, but you're getting there. Uh, German crew, Armenius crew, you are thinking about heading into that building. What is the, uh, what's the plan? Just gonna go in the back door? What's the plan? That's what I was thinking. Just try to go in through the back door and, uh... I'm gonna bring us back to that map, even though it's not the map. Kind of through that door where I am currently positioned, keeping an eye out for anybody who's around that so the uh there the door that's you're next to Eugene is open um a lot of the others are closed. there's at least one more on the neighboring wall or on the um the the door that where the car is here is open as well. Um, you don't see anything immediately. Open, open. Open. You don't see anything immediately. Uh, you want to both make a listen roll as you're walking in this space? No, I don't want to make a listen roll. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got a 99. Wow, a lot of high rolls today. Yeah, 33 over 20. Uh... You know what? I've barely spent any luck this whole campaign. I, I will luck that down. Sure. Uh, make sure to mark it off as succeeded. Okay. So your... Uh, we're going to call this guy... Um, overalls guy. Who is... Hanging out over here. You last saw him in this vicinity... Right now, you're hearing the sounds of two people talking. It wouldn't be clear to you exactly where the other person is, but they must be close if they're going to be discussing something with this guy. And they are talking in German. You would pick up the words expedition question 
um, something about storage or belongings. Uh, could I make a language German roll to try to get more than that? Sure. Okay. Uh, bear, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's what you got. After a few... So you're kind of at the door now, listening to this. Um, feel free to move your characters as you're thinking of getting closer and, and where exactly you're going. Should I peek in through the door? Yeah. You don't see the men. Um, in fact, you yeah, you don't see either of them. It sounds like the voice may be closer to the wall you're you're against now. Okay. Uh. And uh, as you're leaning in the door, there's they seem to have stopped talking. Okay, that's either very normal or very concerning. Uh, <laughs> Uh, can I see anyone like in this in this uh, corner here? You don't see anybody in that corner. That corner, as pictured, has a large stack of boxes. Right. You feel like you're hearing footsteps walking away. Okay. Not Eugene, because Eugene had a ninety-nine. Eugene, is that? I think is that right, Eugene? You had the ninety-nine. Yeah, I have a ninety-nine. I don't hear anything. You're listening to the waves crashing. It's beautiful. I'm really enjoying, yeah, really enjoying the peacefulness <laughs> of the dock. Yeah. Um, I am going to try to reach the threshold. I'm going to try to step in uh, so right. I can make a better look around. Uh, I follow. I'm going to follow. What? Mm. Hit me with a uh, spot hidden, Hubert. Okay. Uh, that is a 33 over 35. Nice. Just barely. Um, you have just enough time. You. It sounds like somebody is standing... It sounds like s- there, the, there are boxes shifting directly to your okay. left. Uh, it sounds like there are boxes that might be about to fall directly to your left. Oh, boy. Okay. I will, um... Sidestep. <laughs> I, w- I w- will, uh... Ugh. Yeah, I will sidestep those, uh, those boxes that are about to fall. <laughs> you're hearing is there's a... You, you step over the threshold, Hubert, and the calm ocean noise of outside have fainted. You're in this oddly familiar dank warehouse and yes those crates seem to be shifting possibly ready to topple right next to you you step out of the way um eugene can you make me a luck roll as you're just stepping in 74 against 48 not good um the boxes the crates that are directly next to you as you walk in are toppling over and they're going to land on you what is your dexterity? Dexty. Alright. And what is my dexterity? 
For a second, I thought you meant the dexterity of the boxes. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, yeah we got to put the boxes in turn order. The boxes have stats. <laughs> it's a, that'd be fun. That'd be interesting. Like mimics. Um, <laughs> we're just talking about mimics now. <laughs> I think everything does technically have a size stat in, uh, in, in, in True. Call of uh, yeah, so Eugene, uh, boxes are t- toppling over and falling on top of you. Hubert, you watch as this happens. Eugene, you have to make a decision to step in and risk having these boxes fall on top of you, or step back out and possibly have this way be a, this doorway become obstructed. Oh, for sure, I'm stepping out. All right. Uh, the boxes topple over, and you manage to step backwards avoid them. There's a loud crashing noise as you hear metal clanking, uh, things p- falling out of these boxes as the crates break, the wood splintering. Uh, Hubert, you watch this all. You've escaped uh, immediate impact. Things are falling at your feet. There's a man who is carrying a uh, almost like a duffel bag who is standing uh, just behind a group of those bo- basically who just pushed those boxes over you can tell he just pushed those boxes over uh, and he sees you and he's okay. running okay I will um, I, I will chase after him alright he is running he is going to try to run for the door the leftmost green door and you are more or less in his way Okay. More or less in his way. Uh, what's your dexterity, Hubert? Um, 45. Okay. And your move rate? Uh, I believe it's 7. Let me make sure. Oh, no, it's 8. It's 8. Okay. Uh, what do I have? I will say this. Oh, yeah. Eugene's move after that having happened would be he would have slid around to the side of the building and tried to see the possibility of going in this other side door, which I think is the door you are saying he was running out. Yes. What's your uh, your your, uh, your dex? I didn't write. My it dex. I'm sorry. Sixty. Sixty. And your move. Eight. All right, we're all at eight move here, so Mystery Man is uh, has no more action movements than you. He is behind the crates, ready to run for it. Hubert, you're standing in the way, and Eugene, you're at the door. Well, you will be in a second. You won't be there quite that fast. Um, Hubert, he's going to run past you. Uh, are you going to do something to physically stop him? He's carrying a duffel bag, clutching it tightly. You see a man that is uh, pretty short, uh, thin, very pale. He's got a um, almost like a beret on. Uh, it's kind of more like a scully cap would be the right word, actually. Running uh... past you. I will uh, attempt to grab the duffel bag as he runs past. 
sure. Uh, make me a, uh, well, I guess just a Are you trying to, are you fighting with force here? Like, are you trying to pull it out of his hand or more just relying on the fact that he is bolting? I'm more just relying on the fact that he is bolting. Uh, uh, like, the momentum of that to kind of... Sure. Then why don't you make a uh, a, a normal strength roll? And he's normal gonna... strength. Okay, that's yes. Good. And he's going to more or less do the same. Uh, oh, just barely. 63 over 65. Um, he... You feel this bag... Uh, there's some resistance as he runs past and uh, he loses the bag and you're holding his duffel. Okay. Problem is, he then turns around and is staring right at you. He says something to you and it's in German so he might not expect you to understand but you would understand uh, that he is he just swore at you. And uh, he looks ready to jump you. His move is going to be to try and basically tackle you and wrestle this bag out of your hands. Are you looking to uh, try to get out of the way of this tackle? Or looking to physically fight Uh, back? I I will attempt to dodge tackle oh shit my dodge is bad yeah but that's i mean that's what he would do so yeah i will attempt to dodge the tackle all right uh go for it just make a uh dodge roll okay. <laughs> no uh, that's a 95 over 22 <laughs> Uh, yeah, he successfully slams you to the ground, um, doing one point of damage to you as your head slams against and your body slams against some of these metal objects and wood things on the ground. Um, he's wrestling this bag out of your hands. Eugene, you would be just rounding the corner and seeing... Well, you're at the doorway, but you're seeing this brawl sort of happening inside. Looks like Do the I man is anybody? maybe getting control of the back. Do I see anybody else? Nope. It is the two of them. Overall's guy is distant. I, well... I think, I mean, in all honesty, I think Eugene would just be frozen at the door. He we would not step one. Absolutely. Thanks, Eugene. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, makes it sense. does make sense. It makes perfect sense. It makes totally. sense. And I, don't, I don't see Eugene fighting. You know, if you that, that means you've got this extra time to post up at the door. You're, you're ready for what's going to happen. Um, you can kind of hold your your next action essentially see what happens uh hubert mystery man's got the bag and he is uh it it seems to have come slightly open as you guys are 
tussling with it on the ground here. It's a zipper okay. bag, and it is slightly open. He's trying to make sure everything's packed away and get ready to pick it up and sprint. Okay, can I uh, see inside the bag? Um, yeah, you would see him. You're right. You're standing right there. Um, looks like a there are clothes in there very clearly. Um, when you held it briefly you felt like it had some weight to it, like some notable weight, so it's probably more than just clothes. You can also okay. see there's a series of papers, possibly a book or two. Okay. Can I... Can I attempt to spot anything that might be hidden in this bag? <laughs> uh, you can uh, You can roll a spot hidden and, and see if maybe there's a little extra you get. But uh, it's not, it's not no, going to be easy. No, yeah, a lot of 90s today. Yeah. Yeah, he is uh, g- gathering himself, and he's going to make a dash for the door. Uh, I will uh, attempt to gather myself and run after him yeah. and shout. Uh, I'll, I'll shout, actually, because he seems down on his luck. I will shout. I will, like, I will pay you if you tell me what you know. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Interesting. Why don't uh, Why don't you make a charm on that and see how that goes? That's my. I Unless think it's a lie. I... <laughs> no, that's not a lie, and that is my highest skill. So let's go. Yeah. Uh, whoa! Just barely fifty-five over sixty. He's He's not going to be convinced by regular old charm. He's He heard you and. Um, you can tell he understood what you said, which means there must be some quick English mind going there. He clearly like okay. turned, looked at you, and then scuffed I you said off. It was German. <laughs> well, he heard you. He, he seems yeah. to have completely understood what you said. Yeah. And uh, Eugene, you're facing a man running full force at you. He is is going to be at you on your turn here. So what are you going to do as he's trying to oh. go through that door? First, do I recognize this man? Uh, you do not. Okay. Do I, would... I recognize this man? I should have asked that. Uh, I would have honestly told you guys with your with your uh, spot ins. You do not recognize this man. Okay. okay. Um, Eugene would grab at the bag as he ran by. Absolutely. Uh, having learned his lesson, it's going to be a strength roll from you, Eugene. I like yeah. how Han- Detective Hansen and Evelyn are just hanging out over here like they're watching it happen. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah, 72 against 30. Nah, not a chance. Oh, no. Well, let's not see how he chance. does. You never know. He's going to make his strength here. Um, you both failed, but it's going to... Uh, you feel... You, you, he, you both are struggling for the bag here. He pulls, you pull... Um, it's enough that the bag has become loose. Several pieces of clothing have fallen out of the bag, as well as several pieces of paper uh, with writing on them. Loose pieces of paper. Oh, okay. Probably about three pieces of paper. Uh, but he's going to be able to gather his things, at least take the bag that he has, uh, and not look at those things on the ground. And bolt for it, Eugene. 
Hubert, you're gathering yourself, and you can be pretty much at the door as uh, after as soon as that's completed. Uh, he's going to continue running away, and he's shouting at you in German. Essentially, stay the fuck away. Do I see anybody else on the dock? There's uh, there's the occasional person walking, you know, a, a not Any detective. Young, any youthful Steve doors, perhaps? <laughs> They're where they where you saw them, which is you know by the ship, oh, by, by the door. Back towards the door. Okay. Yeah. Uh, everybody uh, Eugene, who's on the dock would be confused at what's happening, but nobody's eager to jump in. Eugene would probably yell, "Please stop that man!" Yeah, uh, he's gonna go for it. People are kind of confused, looking around. Mystery Man is running full force as fast as he possibly can out of here. Are the two of you chasing him? No, no, no. Eugene is standing still and yelling, "Please stop that man!" Yeah, right. I'm. I am collecting the pieces of paper. Um, sure. That have, yeah, fallen. Um, he is going to be that much closer. You see, there are people that are up at this corner that he's trying to turn, that are kind of half-heartedly stepping in to get in his way, but he's going to rush right past them. He uh, he's going to make it around the corner, and be literally out of sight. You're looking at these pieces of paper. They are uh, fully full written. Uh, I mean, it's a full page of of, um, of written text. The three pages do not match. Two of them seem to be of the same font, possibly of the same document. Uh, the last one is uh, not the uh, for the two that are of the same document. Can you each roll me a D one hundred? Okay. Uh, Seventy six. Eighty six. Okay. Um, you're looking at two pieces of paper that are actually vaguely familiar here. The a quick glance at some of this text you're reading you're reading the journals the The sensations of Pavity and myself at receipt of this report, we're almost beyond description, nor were our companions much behind us in enthusiasm. McTig, who had hastily translated a few high spots as they came from the droning receiving set, wrote out the entire message from his shorthand version as soon as Lake's operator signed off. And it goes on. You're fairly sure that there is a portion of this, if not multiple of these pages, are from the Dyer Report. Uh, but you're not seeing any black bars blocking. So I will. Uh, we'll, oh. We will have to return next week, and I will, I will awesome. give you a piece of these pages, unredacted. And you rolled well enough that you are going to get pages that are, that had redaction and will now not have redaction. So 
there was a, there was a possibility that you were going to have pages fall that were just the same pages you already saw. But uh, 86 is going to get you a redacted piece. Cool. Well done. You Damn it. <laughs> Matt, we, we needed uh, your... We didn't get that guy's bag, but... Exactly. <laughs> I just wish we could have tackled. Matt, we needed your Pumbaa moment. I know, <laughs> I know. It's not... It's, Pumbaa Pumba is not... Eugene is... Um... You know what? He stood against the lions. <laughs> no, yes. against the hyenas. The hyenas. It was the hyenas. He was he was so brave. They call me Mr. Pig. Mama <laughs> was always brave. I will not hear otherwise, by the way. That's a good point. There was a part of me when he was charging me to the bag. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Mountains of Madness. Credit where credit's due. Much love and thanks to Chaosium for the fulfilling system and amazing story. Thanks to my hilarious and talented players who drive this story every week. Thanks to Epidemic Sound and Sirenscape for providing much of the beautiful soundscapes I work with. And much love and thanks to you, listener. Do you feel the call to adventure? Join us every Friday for this podcast or at mom.beyond on Instagram. This journey will tear your heart out. You've been warned.